I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk. Well, you left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm. The funny farm. Where we now have cable and snack machines. Northeast, the great white northeast mostly, about seven to eight months of cold and snow. It can snow in October, it can snow all the way to May. I've even seen it snow in June here in the great northeast. New England, northern, northeastern Maine, Aroostook County, Aroostook County, bigger than Connecticut. About 140 miles long and 145, 50 miles wide. A lot of wilderness. The Allagash Waterways, where years ago, I think it was the 70s up in Allagash, they said they saw UFOs. Remember that? They were camping and uh, boating, fishing trip or something. Uh, I think they gave them a lie detector test and they passed it. So that's really strange. I love the topic of UFOs. We were always told it wouldn't be possible because they'd have to either go through black holes, wormholes, or travel at more than the speed of light, which is, they say, impossible. But have you ever watched Star Trek? Of course it's not impossible. <laughs> well, you know, science is science. But that's true. We've always been told that uh, that's not going to be possible. That, uh, that the planets, other solar systems, are just too far away. Now, you know my point on space travel for us is we've been at it for 50, 60 years. And uh, what good has it done us? We went to the moon and got some rocks. I mean, to send up satellites, communications, okay. But to travel to other planets, to go to the moon, what's the point? Didn't, did it cure cancer? Did it cure hunger? Did it give us clean water? No, they didn't do any of those things. Interesting. And scientifically amazing, of course, and I appreciate that. But um, we have so many problems here on Earth to cure. Dirty water, dirty ocean, pollution, crime, starvation, diseases, medicine, terrorism. I can go on and on. Education. Political correctness, no, that's not a, really a problem. It's just a pain in the ass, isn't it? But again, uh, doing my show from the great northeast. And one of the things, yes, it is cold. We do have snow, and it's uh, one day, especially in March, it can be 50, and the next day it can be below zero, which was the case this week. Happy belated St. Patty's Day to you. And so that's just, but, but, but we don't have hurricanes or tornadoes to speak of. We get little 
little ones that might blow down a few trees, but we don't get tornadoes or twisters, really, to speak of, or hurricanes. We might get the tail end of a hurricane, and usually it just brings us water, rain, warm rain, actually. Sometimes even in the winter, it'll bring us warm rain, a hurricane coming up during hurricane season from the Bahamas or Florida or wherever. But this has been another very cold winter, and one uh, AccuWeather forecast said it was going to be that bad in New England. Going to be a rather mild winter. Now we got about 19 friggin' feet of snow, and it's, we broke records for snow and cold, so that's a bunch of bull. And technically, you know, we could still get snowstorms, although it the days are getting longer and the sun's out and it's rain and melting, but still, we could get some snow. And there's still a lot of snow on the ground. There are people still skiing, people still snowmobiling, snowshoeing, and still ice fishing. Although I wouldn't go out in this ice, especially this time of year. But you see people doing it. I guess there's still spots in the lakes where it's, you know, three or four feet deep which is safe, but I've never been much for ice fishing. I don't even like fishing fishing. Used to. Bugs got to me. Smell of fish. No thanks. Camping. My idea of camping is Hilton Garden with a pool. But uh, that's just me. I mean, I used to like that. And a lot of people up here in the great northeast, they do like that. The great white northeast. The great north. The great white north. Uh, Doug and Dave McKenzie. Hey, hoser. That's Canada. That's our neighbors to the north. And we do border Canada here. Woodstock, New Brunswick. Maybe you've heard of it, Fredericton, St. John. So uh, I used to go to Canada a lot, but they've made it really a big pain ever since 9-11. You have to have your passport and all your paperwork. They treat you like the SS. Where are you going, man? You feel it's a real pain in the ass. It used to be they didn't even ask your name. The border guards didn't wear guns. The Canadians were nice. Hey, how's it going, eh? Come on over, spend some of your Yankee dollars, eh? Have a good day. And I was like, what are you doing over here, eh? You gonna blow something up? And then coming back into your own country, they give you a hard time. Where were you? Where were you? The Fjord wants to know. Well, I'm an American citizen. Can I go home? My family, my father, all veterans fought in the war, some Revolutionary War to the Civil War, to World War II, to Vietnam. Uh, the war in Iraq, so can I go home? I tried to serve, I tried to join up myself. Because of a bad foot, I couldn't get in after college. I tried to go to officer's candidate school. So can I go home? Ridiculous. They act like the SS, Stammstaffel. Where have you been? Where are you coming to this country? Well, I'm coming home because I live in this country. I'm an American. My family's all been American, and we've all fought for this country since it started. Crazy ridiculous. But anyways, this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Celtics are doing okay in the sporting front. Red Sox, uh, pretty soon, spring, spring training will be over, and they'll be playing, I think, our April 1st, 2nd or 3rd, something like that. We'll start baseball. Getting into March Madness, basketball. It's the same culprits, Duke. Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Gonzaga, Villanova. You're not going to really see. You'll see Cinderella's gets upsets. 
But when it comes down to the final four, you won't really see Cinderella win it. It'll still be a Villanova or a Duke, a Gonzaga. It might be different than a Duke or a, Gun or a North Carolina or Kansas or Kentucky. It may be Gonzaga. I don't know. But uh, it's always fun to watch people do the brackets and all that. I do it. <coughs> a lot of fun games to watch. A lot of near upsets. Even in the Final Four, sometimes a team like Butler or uh, uh, Chicago, uh, Loyola Chicago, they're not even in it this year. They got bounced, so they won't be in it. You know, they'll give a good game, but they'll lose. They'll shit their pants. You know. Those, you can't compete with those big teams. You just can't. I mean, you can compete, but you're not going to beat them, most likely. Same here. The University of Maine, which finished the season at five wins and 27 losses, the Maine men basketball team, another bad season. I think they were the same record last year. They've won like 10 games in the last five years and lost about 100 and something, probably 120, 125 in the last four or five years. They just can't compete with these other schools. Vermont won their conference, and they'll probably get bounced quick. Although they may win a game. they got a pretty good little team. But uh, it's just hard to compete with those big schools. You can <laughs> hard to compete with North Carolina and Duke and Kentucky and Louisville and UConn. Although UConn's had some bad years. They're not even going to make it this year either. I think there's going to be three New England teams, men's team. Uh, Harvard, I think. Vermont and Northeastern so far from New England from our I think there's 17 Division one colleges in New England now on the women's side the UMaine women won their conference they beat uh, I do believe Hartford Hartford I think and they've won it uh, a couple years in a row so they'll be playing somebody in the women's bracket and the Yukon women Notre Dame women are pretty much Baylor women are pretty much on top of that scenario so it's going to be very interesting. Of course, football's been over. Doesn't seem like that long ago. It's been a couple months since the Super Bowl's been over. And, uh, well, going on a couple months. And uh, the Pats win, and we had free agency. Uh, they didn't make a whole lot of moves. They mostly re-signed players. But they do have 12 draft picks, so we'll see what they do with those. And that's our look at sports here on the the soundtrack being compared to the original Laurel and Hardy way out west 
Out West movie of 1937, I believe, and the movie which I have just seen that I've been talking about since about Christmas time, Stan and Ollie, about Laurel and Hardy. And what a great movie it was. I actually, uh, I'm going to watch it a second time. You feel like you're right there. Great production, great acting, great portrayals, great scenery, uh, nothing boring. Every scene had a purpose. Starts out in 1937, because we all know how they started out, kind of, with Max uh, Senate pictures, those of us that love comedy. And what a great movie. Uh, I'll be talking about other movies later on uh, when our movie review, but I've been waiting to see this one since December, well, about Christmas time. I think it came out December 28th, a few days after Christmas. And so what a great, what a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Say, Ollie, I enjoyed it. Mm -mm, well, I should say so. Well, I did, Ollie. I love those guys. I used to uh, have the, uh, my, my theater in my basement. And I used to make the sound because I had an 8mm Kodak Brownie 300, 300 watt projector. Held 200 foot reels. About 15 minutes or so of 8mm movies, 200 feet. And uh, later on, I got some other projectors when I could afford them. Uh, mostly in college, I remember buying some. But uh, I, I used to make the soundtrack. I'd have my cousin, God bless his soul, Lloyd, help me. And I'd make the soundtrack with either a cassette recorder, reel, or a reel-to-reel. And uh, wow, what fun that was. And I would do, uh, we would get some old records, which I would smash over my cousin's head from time to time. And we had tons of old records, probably be worth a lot of money now. I wish I hadn't smashed them over my cousin's head. But uh, we uh, we made the sound. We had a record player, and we used uh, music, various songs from the probably the 30s and the 40s and 50s. And I did all the voices, made the soundtrack, made the uh, special effects, sounds, you know, the noises. Say, Ollie, mm mm mm. Well, here's another fine mess you've got me into. So we did all that. And I did the voices, and I also did cartoons and the Dracula movies, Count Dracula, and uh, cartoons and whatever, usually long features. Like there was uh, 12 to 15 minute features. I would uh, make the soundtrack for those. Uh, cartoons and three 50 foot reels, 100 foot reels. Usually just played uh, music with those, and I didn't have any soundtrack. But that uh, brings back memories. I always loved Laura and the Hardy, and of course, in the last 10 years, been able to watch their DVDs and tapes and uh, most of their films and their work are on YouTube, or you can go to special movie sites that have them. But if you have a chance, go out and see Stan and Ollie. Like I said, you have felt like you're, you know, you're right there with the camera, and you're just like uh, you're following like a reality show. It was a really excellent movie, especially if you love comedy, if you love the comedy teams back in the day, Marx Brothers, Martin and Lewis, Three Stooges. And, of course, Stan and Ollie. And, of course, there were some other ones, too. Uh, the Ritz Brothers, who weren't as well-known as these uh, other characters. There were ones who tried to copy the Stooges, too. And when you got something successful, uh, everyone will try to copy you. And they were, uh, you know, on top of the charts everywhere in the world, 1937. And, of course, back then, right up until, I think, about the 60s or early 70s, you got no residuals. You made a movie. That's it. You got paid for the movies, and no matter if it made $10 or $10 million, you got that one check, and that was it. 
I think Bela Lugosi did uh, Dracula for like five or six hundred dollars. Can you imagine that? Oh, wow. I mean, the people that do Friends, the TV show, what do they get, like a million and a half from residuals every year? Just from that TV show. So, there was no residuals back then. You only got paid the one time. So, you had to keep working. You had to keep making movies. You had to keep doing live appearances. Whatever you could do to uh, make a buck, you had to keep on doing it. Because uh, only the studios and the producers got rich back then by showing the movies over and, and then, the, of course, selling the television rights, the uh, Laurel and Hardy and the Stooges, they got nothing from that. Bill Lugosi, Boris Karloff. I don't believe residuals started paying out. It's about the 60s or 70s. I'm not exactly sure. There's actually a bar in uh, Burbank called Residuals. I've been to it a few, more than a few times. Uh, by Toluca Lake, uh, by the uh, North Hollywood area, in the mountains, and uh, by the Oakwood Apartments, if you've ever heard of that. It's a beautiful area in Toluca Lake. I stayed there for a while. Basketball courts, tennis courts, jacuzzis, Olympic-sized pools, all kinds of activity places. even had a, a theater. So um, I do recommend it. Uh, of course, I'm giving it an A+. Great movie. So if you have a chance to see Stan and Ollie, get to the theater or watch it on DVD or pay-per-view. But make sure you see it. A great movie. It's movie review time. And before I get into the movie review of the show, uh, quick notes. Uh, Marsh Madness is starting. It's been a few upsets already. But like I have said before, and it's don't need to be... Uh, Sherlock Holmes or Einstein or Nostradamus. Yes, Cinderella teams make it to the tournament. They win. But they seldom win the championship. Point in case, you have, you know, your uh, Loyola Chicago and your Butlers and some other colleges that uh, made it to the Final Four, but they, they just come up short, either against Duke or North Carolina or Villanova. And... Uh, like, there's always upsets, and there always will be upsets. But when it gets to the final four, as the old saying goes, usually, usually the cream rises to the top. And you're going to have a Duke or North Carolina, Villanova, maybe Gonzaga, who has had some close calls. Although they're not exactly a Cinderella team. They're usually like 25-2 and two and champions of the West Coast Conference. But we shall see. We've just started. Been a few upsets, but we'll get more into that on the next show. But right now we're going to do our movie review, and I want to say that the uh, first movie is called uh, The Inventor, and it's about Elizabeth Holmes, and it uh, was on HBO. I think you can get it on pay-per-view, too, or uh, maybe it's even on DVD. <coughs> and it's about Elizabeth Holmes. She claims to have invented, uh, invented a, a blood tester that you just need to prick your finger. You don't need... Uh, ex uh, extensive blood withdrawal several times and testing for this and testing for that in dis different situations. She had $10 billion worth of investors, including some, uh, I think even Warren Buffett, uh, uh, Bob Kraft, Robert Kraft, who likes hookers apparently, but that's a whole other story. But uh, it's, it's, you know, she comes across as so arrogant and smug and cocky. Yes, uh, I've invented a little... She's really annoying. Her voice is annoying, too. It's not, uh... I don't know, she sounds like Yoda. 
I mean, she's a pretty lady. She's eloquent looking. She always dressed in black, trying to be like Steve Jobs and the rest of those mucky muck high pollutant characters. And that's all well and good. I don't mind that. But uh, she is going to be going to court, her and her crew. And she had these scumbag lawyers, one of the high-profile lawyers, all, oh, she has a formula, she has it, and people are trying to steal it, and she has a technique. Well, when the truth came out and the whistleblowers uh, threw her under the bus, as they should, uh, all these highfalutin lawyers and backers, they all disappeared. They all withdrew from the company. So you'll have to see it for yourself. Uh, it's good, good. I give it a B plus. Wonder Park uh, animated uh, film, kind of cute. Kind of cute. I give it a B minus. I still like cartoons. I still like watch Woody Woodpecker, Bullwinkle, Deputy Dog, Muskrat, Magoo. I watch them all. Flintstones, Barney, Leaf Root. Uh, but it's a cute, cute little film. Um, a Dog's Way Home. A lot of dog movies. People love uh, children and animals. Pet movies, you mostly can't go wrong. Pet movies, uh, kids movies, superhero movies, zombie movies, shows are hot right now. And, of course, horror movies and comedies will always be hot. And it's a cute little film. I give it a B-. Captive State with uh, John Goodman, who looks really bloated. He lost a lot of weight for a while, but I think he put it on, and now he's like in limbo land somewhere. But the, what, what happens is UFOs come down, and they bore us to death. God, what a horrible movie. All dialogue. You can't really follow what's going on. It's like spy versus spy. I gave it a C-. minus. Really boring. I fell asleep watching it. So, movie called Abduction. It's a sci-fi film. I give that a C-. minus. Um... Six Dynamic Laws, I think it was made with a camera phone. Not really sure what was going on. It was weird. The, the, the background noise, like planes flying overhead and cars and stuff, actually overtook the audio of the voice track. So, Book of Monsters, kind of a cute movie. Uh, low budget, but not bad. I gave it a C plus. Kind of worth watching. Movie called Boo, a horror movie. About a family, it's a haunted. Uh, C plus. A lot of dialogue. Kind of takes a long time to get to the point. Thud pilots about Vietnam uh, fighter pilots. Very good. B plus. Uh, that was a terrible war. Robert McNamara, LBJ, Nixon had us in there for 10 years. Uh, South Vietnamese government was so corrupt. And our government kept our boys, our troops, our generals from winning the damn war. Couldn't hurt, hit certain targets, can't go certain places. Imagine if we had that in World War II. Well, you can't shoot at uh, Berlin, or you can't shoot at uh, the Japanese in Okinawa. We'd have lost. Uh, very good. Uh, Mountaintop, kind of an odd movie. I really, kind of, I'm religious, and I don't mind religious movies. It's kind of odd movie. But a uh, family movie, we're seeing, okay, it's okay, I give it a C plus. If you, if you can buy it uh, in the red box and rent it for a couple of bucks on demand for three or four, so we're seeing. And the final movie I want to talk about is uh, Christopher Titus. It's a movie called Special Unit. And if you ever watch Crank Anchors, you remember Special Ed? He was kind of a challenged uh, fellow. 
on the Crank Anchor Show, which uh, I really liked. And by the way, they stole that whole idea from me, and I can prove it. I did that when I was uh, 15, 16 years old. We used to call it the wrong number hour. My cousin and I did. I still have the tapes and converted them to CDs from the middle 70s, so they stole my idea. But anyways, uh, it's called Special Unit Christopher Titus, and it's about special ed people being in a police force, a special division. There's a little person, a guy in a wheelchair, and a couple other challenged fellows. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of funny here and there. And if the, I guess if they don't mind making it, I, I'm not quite sure if they were really special ed people or actors or both. I don't know. He was on a talk show talking about it, and they were thanking him for making the movie. So maybe it was really special ed people. It was okay. It was it was funny. A lot funnier than I suppose a lot of these hit comedies are out. So I give it a C plus, maybe a low B minus. Now that I think about it, because I did I didn't laugh all the way through it, but uh, it was it was kind of funny in spots, you know, especially when they were uh, target practicing at the gun range. So, and that's our look at movies here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. Getting back into sports, I want to talk about the uh, Celtics some more. Sports fans, New England sports fans. And and listen, my uncle, dear departed uh, Lloyd Folsom Sr., also known as Luggy, Lug, he, uh, he used to say, I used to bitch about the Celtics. He'd say, well, they won their share. And granted, they haven't won it. You know, they won in, you know, 2008 and uh, Larry Bird's years. And before that, it was uh, Cowens and Havlicek. And before that, it was Bill Russell and that gang, Cousy. 17. Many, many cities don't have any in the NBA. But they should have won back-to-back. They should have won 08, and they should have won in 09 when they lost to the Lakers. Of course, Kobe tore his Achilles out, I think, a couple of years later or the next year. He wouldn't do that that night. Damn. Still a nightmare. Just like the Giants versus the Patriots. They should have won at least one of those games against the Giants. But anyways, the Celtics have been up and down. They look like they're going to come around. And then when they interview the players and the coach, oh, we got to put it together. We got to, hey, you got nine games left in the season. Eight or nine, something like that. About time you put it together. You've been playing since before Halloween. And uh, it's time to put it together. And some people made the uh, point that maybe they have too many players. And I've thought that, too. they got too many of the same players to play the same position. They are loaded, loaded with forwards. they got one, maybe one or two point guards, ten forwards. And Baines, who's really a good center, and he's a good defender, and he's a good rebounder. He's not really a shot blocker, but he sets good picks. And he, when he's in the game, the statistics show they play better defense. Then you got Marcus Smart kind of going off here and there, and he's good for about 10 games, uses his head. Then when they have a, like a 12-point lead against the Sixers the other day, last week, he goes and shoves uh, Joel Embiid, who I can't stand. He's a great player, but I can't stand him. And uh, he uh, shoves him and gets thrown out of the game. Well, the Sixers come back and win it. After that, after that it was a different game. So I don't, I'm, I'm not trusting him. And I, I love Brad Stevens as a coach, and he's a great coach, but he's, a slight, he's slightly overrated. Because it's not like they gave him chicken shit to make chicken soup. 
They've given him good players. If I go coach the Celtics, I could win 45 games, I'm pretty sure. But if I go coach the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to go 10 and 80, whatever. So, you know, he's a good coach. He's a good strategist, and uh, I think he's okay for the NBA. He's not overbearing, but he's not underbearing either. NBA is different than college. You can't yell at grown professional men that are making $10 million a year. I suppose you could. Some coaches can get away with it, but they have uh, big creds. They have good street creds. They have championships. They played themselves. So I'm not quite trusting the Celtics. And someone also said in the sports talk show Boston today that the kind of team, the way they're playing right now, they could get bounced in the first round, or they could go all the way and win the Eastern Conference. Because it's really, you know, on, on a bad night in the NBA, okay, you lost, but you have, you know, seven-game series. So it's not like the NCAA where it's win or go home, one and done. So we'll have to see. The Bruins are playing well, but uh, very well, actually. But uh, there's a few teams ahead of them. It's going to be tough. But, you know, hockey is... Hockey, you can dominate the game and still lose. You can have more shots, more attempts, look like you're kicking ass, but you, you could lose, just like soccer. But, but uh, we'll have to see about that. Patriots, everything's kind of quiet. The Bob Robert Kraft situation, as I alluded to earlier, he uh, wants to suppress all the evidence. I think they've offered him a deal, which is okay. They offer even street criminals deals, so I'm not offended by that or upset. But I think it's best he just fesses up, does what they want him to do. Otherwise, they're going to show that tape of him going into the uh, strip joint or massage parlor, wherever he went. <clears throat> and that's going to be worse than anything. That'll be played. It'll be played on uh, pod shows. It'll be played on TV and movies. It'll be recreated in comics and cartoons. It'll be It'll be with him forever. If that gets out, he uh, he's in for a long, long stretch of uh, being made fun of. And that's not to mention about what the uh, NFL league is going to do to him. They might suspend him for five games, maybe the whole season. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm suspecting... Oh, you know, all depends on what happens either way. But either way, he's going to have to pay a price because even if he's found innocent uh, for what he's done or if he gets a plea deal, uh, they're going to do something because it won't be fair if they don't. Because if he was a player or another owner, they would come after him. Now, he's a great man. I love the guy as an owner. And I think he's done a great job, of course. He puts a ton of money and effort into the coaching and getting players and facilities. And he's given over $100 million to charity. He does all kinds of charity work. So, you know, I'm not going to crucify him for that. It's not like he was, uh, I mean, it's a terrible thing, prostitution and, and slave trading and sex, sex trafficking. And I think they should do more about it. Absolutely, yes, I would vote for that. But, uh, you know, he made a mistake. I think he should just admit it. We've all made mistakes, everybody. So, uh, except for Tom Brady, he's never made a mistake. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so that's our look at uh, sp sports again. And um, 
I hope your favorite team is doing well. I hope you got your brackets going. Many people on Facebook are saying their brackets are already busted, even after the first day or so. They're like, ah, forget it. My team is out. <laughs> you know, not, you know, maybe there's still a lot of games to be played. But if you filled out the whole bracket, you know, Marquette lost, and that wasn't supposed to happen. And even the teams that were higher seeded, there's been a lot of, a lot of close games. So we'll have to continue to see what happens here. And we'll keep you updated here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Some friends and I were talking today about, uh, about uh, the newspaper and the news and not complaining about it because we all like to get the news. Most of it's bad. But we were uh, talking about, man, I have never, and I live in Maine, <clears throat> Rooster County, which I mentioned before is bigger than Connecticut. And um, uh, it's uh, been so many murders. And we only have about a little over a million people in this state. Aroostook County, I think, has 65,000, somewhere around there. We have uh, three colleges, a technical college and two university mains, Fort Kent, Presque UMPI, UMFK, Go Bengals. And uh, it's just been so many, uh, besides the, you know, the sexual attacks, domestic violence, the predators, the sexual predators, uh, the drugs. Uh, it's just a lot of murders. Husbands killing wives, wives killing husbands. And it's been really, I, you know, do you, I remember seeing this in the 70s and the 80s. When I was going to school and going to college and then teaching in the 80s, I, boys, oh boys. Now I know a lot more of it's reported because of the quicker news and the web and stuff, but still. Even back in the 70s, if something happened, it might not get out that day, but it, it might get, it would probably get out the next day, either on radio, uh, local news, or the Bangor Daily, or the newspaper, would get out in a day or so. So, but I, I just, the volume of murders and killings is just uh, mind-boggling. I mean, this isn't uh, New York City, this isn't Brooklyn, this isn't Chicago or Detroit or Miami or Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I mean, this is uh, New England. Just uh, just a note, we're uh, really surprised. By the way, I saw, speaking of criminals, I saw Conor McGregor doing commercials for some whiskey, from Irish whiskey. Shorty McGordy. That's what uh, Leo the Fart and Leprechaun drinks, I do believe. Oh, that's what I drink too. Leo the Fart and Leprechaun loves Irish whiskey. <laughs> it makes me fart. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, he got in some trouble, Conor McGregor. I don't know what's going to happen. He has been, I guess, summons to court or given a citation for... A fan tried to... Well, I guess it wouldn't be really a fan. I don't know if it was a, one of the newspaper people, paparazzi, I don't know. Or a fan or just a nut tried to take a picture of him on his cell phone and Connor I believe uh, punched him or pushed him took the cell phone and took the cell phone with him which is uh, assault and robbery <laughs> no matter how you want to look at it it's not like they robbed a bank but you can't do that Connor you just can't do that so we'll have to find out uh, what happens to Mr. McGregor uh, again, this is the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. I'm your host, Mark Chappell. I want to thank you for listening. And we do appreciate it here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. Well, if you can hear a little bit of angst and uh, 
quiver in my voice is because I'm I'm in a little bit of pain. Excuse me, I didn't hit the cough button. I'm gonna. I just had a bite of a Atkins bar. That's what I'm trying right now. Atkins chocolate and peanut butter bars, and I still do some fast. I kind of kind of use them both. Maybe one for lunch and one for breakfast, and uh, break one up for a snack. And it's working okay. But anyways, I am lame from Blaska basketball. Basketball last night. Speaking of March Madness in the NBA, played uh, at the local rec here, and we had some custom agents guys come and play. Uh, pretty good guys. I know they have a crappy job. They have to play border guards up here, which there's not much trouble in the American Canadian border. We don't have Eskimos coming down to try to get in the United States. Like the southern border has trouble with people crossing. But anyways, uh, I'm a little sore, but I felt good from playing. Once my uh, icy hot and uh, pain patches wore out, uh, my tea and Tylenol wore out and everything. I was a little lame, a little gimp in my left knee today, but uh, got to lose some more weight, take the weight off it. But I felt good from playing. My cousin Steve and I was he was enjoying his uh, birthday. He's uh, slightly younger than me, a few years. And so we were the two old, we had the oldest team there, and we went six and three. So kind of found, felt good about that. We had a winning record. Um, and uh, we had fun. Uh, good workout. And afterwards, I treated myself to an ice cap from Tim Hortons with a mocha twist. Mmm, good. I just get the small one. And I think there's 240 calories in a small one, and that's not great, but it's not bad. If you get a middle or a big one, it's probably six or 700 calories or 1,100. I think a milkshake has 11 or 1,200 calories in it. Uh, I don't know about a big one. I usually get, uh, you know, the dairy bars will be opening soon, so that's going to be trouble for me. I have to stay away from those. <laughs> I love milkshakes. I have my own milkshake makers, as a matter of fact, but uh, I don't use them that much. Man, why can't... Why can't ice cream be tasty without all those horrible calories? Somebody, like I've always said, somebody comes up with a way to make uh, ice cream and candy and cake and food taste great, but with uh, like 100 calories for a whole meal, they will be a trillionaire. But they haven't done it yet because um, calorie, calorie-less food, uh, low-fat calorie food, fat-free food, it ta it's all taste-free, too. And it just doesn't do it so far. Well, I wish I was a scientist. I'd invent it. Speaking of science, we're having some crazy weather here. Uh, <laughs> it's officially springtime, and we're still getting uh, snowstorms. And it's cold. It's been cold here in the great northeast, uh, New England. It's below zero still some nights. The days have hit 45, maybe 50, and we get some rain. But uh, it's dusty. It's cold. But it's nice to see the sun. It really is. So we're looking forward to spring. We're going to have some storms. We're going to have some setbacks. But I think as far as, like, plowing and <laughs> big snowstorms that stay, because the days are getting longer and they're getting warmer, so... And when the rain comes, it really, rain and fog, melt the snow actually quicker and faster than the sun does. But the only problem with that is you have to watch out for flooding. The rivers are full of snow and ice and the ponds and everything, so 
Uh, we'll have to see what happens. And we'll keep you informed here on the Toxic Wise Show on Renegade Talk Radio. Your place for talk radio. Make sure you listen to all our shows. And there's even music available if you want to listen to it also. Just check it out. Real easy to do. It's going to be the wave of the future. AM and FM are going to be pretty much gone pretty soon because all the vehicles and well you can get stuff on your phone right now but all the vehicles will be coming out with the uh, internet right in uh, right in the radio system the console so you'll have internet AM and FM and you'll be able to buy kits to put it in or whatever portable units it's coming really soon but uh, for now we want to say thank you for listening and they're coming to take me away, so I gotta go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next show. You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lip. Right? You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed, you laughed and laughed, and then you left, but now you're really mad. And they're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the happy home with trees and flowers and birds and basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming to take me away.